Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. Inna makkanna lahu fil ardh. Quran said, we had given him power in the land, in the earth. We established him properly in the land. We gave him power and we established him in the land firmly. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who enabled him. No doubt, everything from him. You know, there is no reason and there is no indication actually also in the surah, uh, in the story, that the Qarnan is a prophet. So we don't say he's a prophet. He's a pious person, pious king. There could be a king, in his, a prophet in his time. Because early time we know there used to be kings and there used to be lots of prophets and working together. So it could be in his army or in his, among his people there is a prophet who always guides him and you know, helps him. But he himself does not seem to be a prophet. So there is nothing, no proof in the Quran for him to be. Just some, some people you know, think he is a prophet but nothing very clear. So Quran says, we, we gave him power in the earth. Sabab in Arabic language means tariq, the road, the means, something which lead to something. This is how Allah has made the world. Allah, Allah has made the world, you can't get result unless you follow the right procedure. So, you, you, for example, if you want to travel from here to Oxford, it can't happen that you sit and you are in Oxford. You have to follow the road, you have to walk, you have to travel properly. That's how Allah has made the world. In this world, Allah SWT never made any destination without having the proper means and resources. So, sabab means the road to something. So, this world basically, the world is of asbab, alamul asbab. The world of asbab, meaning means, and you have to adopt certain means, then you get. So, for example, if you want to become alim, what you have need is study. If you want to become doctor, follow the procedure properly. In every single thing, Allah SWT made the world like that. If people make any claim, to give your fruit without the effort, be suspicious. Allah will not like it. Don't teach your children. Suddenly you are sitting in your home, uh, somebody will throw a treasure and you become rich. This is not how Allah made the world. Don't teach your children. You will sometimes you see a dream and in the morning you are alim. This never happened. If you want to become alim, you have to learn properly. Not like this man in Pakistan who said that I studied with Abu Hanifa 17 years in the dream. So, you know, if you stay with Abu Hanifa and dream for millions of years, nothing will happen. You know, you know if millions of years you study with Abu Hanifa and dream, nothing will happen. Because Abu Hanifa never taught people dream. He should teach actually in the mosque. And he only taught the people who come to learn from him. If you don't come to attend his class, you can't learn. This is Allah's way. Allah's way in this world is that the power, knowledge, any success in this world, they depend on the means. On the proper procedure, you follow the road properly. This is how Allah made the world. If anybody claims a different from that, never, never believe. Like many, many Sufi again in Punjab, they used to never pray. To what they say in Punjab? No, I live with you, but I pray in, in Haram, in Makkah. Tell me. You are, they say at the same time in two places. You know, I am here and also in there. So they are liars. Don't believe anything like that. Nothing happened like that. It never happened. Allah made, never made. The Prophet when he had to do Umrah, he had to travel from Medina to Makkah. And Makkah people stopped him, he could not do Umrah. He could not say, okay, I am here, but I do Umrah. No, he never did Umrah. Then he came next year and he did Umrah of Qadr. That's how it happened. It never happened that in Medina he did Umrah. People never have seen him praying in two places, you know, in Medina Makkah both. But some of the Sufi people that teach you, to never believe this actually lie. Allah never made the world like that. Allah, the way is in the world, that people have to follow the procedure, tariq, road properly. People have to do things properly, it happens. The Prophet had jihad. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. That's how the world is. You know, sometimes he wins. So he follows the procedure properly. That Allah said here. We gave to Dhulqarnayn in all the resources, all the means. From every single thing we gave. What means everything? Meaning whatever he needs in his campaign. As the king and ruler and conqueror, whatever he needs, we gave him. The weapons, the army, the number, you know, abilities, skill, thinking, mind power, all he needs, he Allah gave. It does not mean every single thing. 
like from Quran said about the queen, you know, queen of Sheba, the Quran said, yet mean she was given from everything. She was not given everything, she was not a prophet. Meaning she was given from everything what she needs. She was a queen, to whatever as a queen she needs, Allah gave her all the resources. This man is the king, the conqueror. Whatever he needs as a conqueror, Allah gave him. So he has got the mind power, he has got the money power, he has got the ability, he has got thinking, he has got the mind, he has got ambition. Allah gave him all those things. You know, properly, you know, nothing is missing. Then what happens is, this atba'a means when you analyze things properly and follow the procedure properly, so this person, now he wants to go for a campaign. Because, you know, he's a very huge empire, he wants to conquer, he wants to, you know, you know, people who are unbelievers, he wants to, you know, to teach them about Islam, he wants to, he's a preacher, he wants to do that, you know, properly. So he, and, you know, he just look at his army properly, because now he wants to make a big journey, big traveling, and he wants to go to, towards the, you know, east, west. So when he's traveling, he wants to look properly, that you know, how, how many people he wants to take, you know, how much food he has to carry, what will be the weapons, he makes all the things properly, revised properties. You know, he look in everything properly. He he studied all his sources properly. Until when he reached to the place where the sun sets. So now people in our time say sun never sets. So what how can he reach to a place where sun sets? You know, whether sun sets or not, in every language people have this word, sun sets. Don't people have this word? In every single language of the humanity, people have the word, word what? Sun rises and sun sets. Because this is what people see. People don't make a language because what will be discovery of the scientists in the 21st century. This is how not language, language developed on people's observation. In every single language in the world, there is a word for sunrise and sunset. Everybody knows the sunrise and sunset, and they mean they know what they mean. They know that it means a disappear from them. So when it says a Bagreva Shams, place where sun set, people are so much amazed. How can sunset? You know, sunsets, no doubt, in every land. Everywhere people people know the sunsets. What meaning here is meaning is he travelling in the in the, in the west, moving, moving. In the Asia, he did not go to you know to Europe or he did not go to America. He did not have the new land. He is just traveling in Asia. But in Asia, when he came to that place, where just sea. And after that, he cannot see any land. There is no information. So when he came to that place, you know, that is the place where sun sets. That's Maghrib. Because after that, no land. He does not know any land after that. Because beyond that, nothing. Like, you know, when Uqba ibn Nafi, the great Muslim conqueror, you know, he conquered, you know, Al-Maghrib al-Aqsa. So he, what he said, he said, oh, Allah, if I know, that there is a land beyond the sea, I will make my horse to jump into the sea. But I don't see any land beyond the sea. So he never jumped. So that the thing that so to him really, that place where he found the sea and beyond the sea there he did not find any land, that is Maghrib. That is the extreme, you know, last sunset, last Maghrib. The Quran says, Maghrib Until you know, conquering one town after that one town, conquering, conquering until he reached to the end of the world, basically, in the West. Nothing was there in his time. So he did not go to America. Maybe he even did not go to, to, to Europe. But he certainly, he was at the end of Asia. He conquered one city after. When he came to this place, beyond that, there was no land. He saw, he found the sun setting in Fi'ainin Hami'ati. Hami'a means, basically, in Arabic language, when the in water is mixed with the with the, with the soil, it becomes very dirty. You know, not very clean, unclean basically. So Hamia, so he found the sun setting, you know, in in a spring in a place of the water with dirty, dirty water. So some people think it could be Balaksi, you know, Balaksi, something like that. Where he came there, meaning is from Asia, anywhere where you know he can, can the world can be the end, and there after the sea. We, we certainly can see it, not, you know, he went to Europe or he went to America, but his campaign remains somewhere in Asia. So he saw the sun is, uh, you know, setting in one of the spring, meaning it, Balaxi maybe, you know, it was, 
فارد 
فَلَهُ جَزَاءً الْحُسْنَا As for the believers, for them is good ending as a reward. Until Allah SWT will reward him. But in this world, وَسَنَقُولُ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا يُسْرَى In this world, will make things easy for them. So for the unbelievers, he made the punishment in this world before the punishment hereafter. For the believers, he mentioned the reward of hereafter before the reward of this world. Because that's how the right order is. This matter. So this is what he did in his western campaign. When he came to the western side of Asia, that's what he did. He conquered all the countries and he gave the people choice. Those who listened to him and obeyed him became believers, treated nicely. And those who remained mushrik, you know, in, you know it, then he became tough on them. And actually that is what Allah SWT says in the, in the Quran about the companions of the Prophet that the companions of the Prophet al-Kuffar They are tough on the believers and merciful among the, you know, they are tough on the unbelievers and merciful on the believers. That is sign of the good believers. Good, good believers, they are always nice to the people. In our time, things have changed. Muslims are tough on the Muslims, but when it comes to unbelievers, you can see it. When people come to the mosque, they never follow any traffic route, they never park properly. But same people, when they come to any government office, like they go to council or something like that, they behave properly, they park, park, car properly, everything properly. But when they come to the mosque, they never respect. They make all the traffic. When they throw anything anywhere. But same people, they, when they come to any secular place or anything non-religious or non-Islamic place, they respect. Same, same people, same Muslims, when they come to Islam, Muslims, they don't behave properly. And when they come to non-Islamic places, they become good. Tell me what is this? It's not that we are not able to do. We, are, we know how to do. But this is the opposite of these people. Opposite of them. We need to learn this properly. People who believe in Allah, they need to have more respect. Mosque need to be more respect. But in mosque, people make everything dirty. So much things. And everybody has to announce in the mosque in the, uh, all the time. You know, I heard in Travis, they keep announcing they take care of the children and this truly they are right that you don't leave your children at your home like that but in the mosque they come they leave them they do whatever they like so this is not right respect the place properly learn this thing properly believers should be good for the believers good for the mosque you know understand properly be civilized you know learn civilization learn you know how to behave properly okay now he's another campaign then again now he's going to another campaign he came back to his home he came back to where he used to live and then he made this you know, intention to go to another compared to east. Then he again prepared his army and then he you know, studied all the things properly, all the resources, how to go. So then he made another preparation. You know, he, you know, he studied properly and then he moves. Until when he came to the place where the sun rises. Again, same thing. Meaning is there's no land beyond that in his knowledge. End of the east. He come to the end of the east. وَجَدَهَا تَطْلُعُ عَلَى قَوْمٍ لَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهَا سِتْرَى He saw when the sun is rising, sun rises on people for whom we did not make any curtain, any barrier between them and the sun. Meaning the people they are used to be very far away from civilization. They are very Bedouin people. No houses, no home, no shelter. They just look like open underneath a tree or something like that. There's no protection between them and the sun. So they are far away from any civilization. So he came to the far east and where people have no civilization, no houses, no home. They just look in the open. So he said, he found the people, they live in that place. We did not make for those people any sitra, any curtain for them, you know, from the, uh, uh, between them and between the sun. وَقَدْ أَحَطْنَا بِمَا لَدَيْهِ خُبْرًا What Kadalika means like that? Like that can have two meanings. One meaning is, meaning, you know, he conquered the east as he conquered the west, like that. Or Kadalika actually referring to glory, greatness of Abdul Qarnayn. Allah SWT we make him like that, you know, such a power, conquering the east and the west. And, you know, when we gave him this, we know who he is. وَقَدْ أَحَطْنَا بِمَا لَدَيْهِ خُبْرًا We know who he is. You know, we make him knowingly. Like Allah SWT said about, about Ibrahim Islam, قبل, We gave Ibrahim wisdom and we knew who Ibrahim is. So we know who to choose. To choose. Similarly, we know who Sul Abdul Qarnan is. So both meanings are correct. Either Kadalika refers to the campaign of the West, meaning he conquered the East, either he conquered the West. Like that, he conquered the East as well. 
I refers to the whole story of the Quran, meaning Allah SWT, I gave him the power, this power like that. Why? Because we know who he is. We know, you know, he's, you know Allah, he has certain condition and Allah SWT want to honor him. So that what he, he conquered now in the East. Now he's coming to the, uh, the East, yeah. now coming to new campaign. So he came back again home after a while and then he decided to go for a new campaign in the North. Then again he prepared his army properly and you know studied how to travel and what to take because going to north, you know, more cold and all whatever. He prepared for that. Until when he reached between the two sad, between the two mountains. So there was basically mountains. And there was passage where through which people can travel. So Zulkarnain he comes and there are two sides of mountain and between the mountains he travels. So Quran says until when he reached uh, between the two mountains. Now he found a new people, different from the East people and different from the West people. When he was West West people are different in the East people are different. He found other than them قوماً, some new people. They are not about to understand any speech, nothing. Meaning, these people they are so much separated from the rest of the world. No country with the place. They don't know any foreign language. They don't understand things. Like everywhere you go, there are some people who can interpret some people. But when Dulkanan came here in this place, it there's so much cut off from the rest of the world, they don't understand any language. It was so difficult for him to convey the message, to talk with them. It was so e not easy. That's what happened. So they are people not in contact, not in touch with the rest of the uh, you know, uh, world. So most people think uh, these are the people of Yafi, family of Yafi. That's what people think. Uh, like Mawla Farahi, many other people, they think uh, it is the, the descendants of the third son of Nuh al -Islam. Where this place is? Now the world claims that they know everything in the world. But you know, we don't know really where the, this place is. And some, some one day, no doubt, we will discover. But we have no idea. We don't know. More likely, it is somewhere in the north. Though there have been campaigns by Abbasid king, I think Mahadi or someone, who sent an army to find out about the, about, about the war of the war of the Qarnayn. And he found, they found the major and the, wrote a nice report. It is written, in, it, is, it is mentioned in the history of the Abbasid people, many, many books of history. So there was a report prepared with, by the team who went to, to study the world. So, until when he reached between the two mountains, he found other than these two people, some people who are not able to understand any language, any word. They said, though they are not about to understand anything, they cannot express, still they made effort. When they saw Dhulqarnan with such power, huge power, and conquering the world one after the other, and they must have heard his stories, how he went in the campaign in the east and the west. So now they thought, it is a good time to ask him, to request him to help us, because these people they had a big problem, Yajuj and Majuj, Gog and Megag, always used to come and, you know, and, and attack them and you know, destroy them, so many problems. So they said, they said, oh Dhulqarnan, they cause mischief and corruption in the land. Every time they come, they kill people, destroy the crops, and they take everything. So much problem for them, for us, and we cannot fight them. Can we make some tax for you? Can we pay some tax for you? So you can make a, a wall barrier, wall which is barrier between us and between them. We pay you money because you're going to do favor for us. We don't want to, you know, make a cost for you. We'll collect money, give you money and use the money because you have got so much power, so much ability. You make a wall between us, between Yaji and Majuj, so they never can come here. This also sign of this man is a pious king. Because, you know, worldly king, they want more money anyway. If somebody pays them tax willingly, why will not take? Nobody, nobody refuses. But not this man. He says, whatever my Lord has given me, enabled me, it is better. I don't need your money. I've got already all the money. Allah has given me so much. Like Sulaiman Islam, he said, do you want to give me money? What Allah has given me is much better than, than you. 
So they, they are not greedy. Pious kings, they are not greedy. But kings who are not pious, they want more and more. So in Dhulqarnay said, no, I don't want your money. Whatever my Lord has given me, enabled me, that is better. Help me with my power. I'll use my money. I'll spend everything. Just you give your people who can help me. Help me with the power. With money. I will make between you and between, between them a radma. They are sad. Sad basically is just a barrier. And radma is more than a radma is in a barrier which is very, very strong, fortified. You know, nobody can you know, uh, you know, uh, destroy it and nobody can make it you know, fall down. It is much, much bigger than sad. Sad basically is a small barrier. But radma is huge, like mountain, big thing, and which nobody is able to destroy. So he wants to make radma. Rather, but you know, with, with iron, all the metals. So he said, Atuni Zubar al Hadid. Bring to me, you know, iron blocks. To Hadid iron, and Zubar is Jamar Zubaratun. Zubaratun means like blocks, you know, pieces. Bring to me blocks of the iron. He want to make, you know, like proper you know, wall with iron. Hatta ida sawa bainas sadafaini. Until when he make, you know, the wall to become equal between both corners of the mountain. Meaning, basically, there is a mountain, between two mountains, there is a place from which Yaju Maju can, can come. So between the two mountains, he makes huge wall from the iron, from the piece of the iron and rocks in, and, you know, uh, blocks of the iron. And he makes to the level of the mountain. So they cannot come up to the level of that. So when he made that like that, what he said? Then he said, now bring to me, I am going to pour upon the wall. Because it is iron wall, still you know, people can break it, I want to pour on it. Kitra, Kitra means molten brass. Then brass which is molten, you know, they become so, so thick and so, so firm. Nobody can actually destroy it. That is so nice. Consider what he is doing. It is much, much effort than the man of the garden. That was what Dukhan is doing, making such a big, huge effort, but so humble. They were not able to climb it. Now they can't climb it. It is so big. You see the Quran used the word istau here and for the second thing mastatau. Because istau climbing is to, they did not make much effort anyway because they can see they can't climb. So Quran said they were not able to climb. But when it's come naqb, naqb means to break it, you know, to hit it, to break, to make hole. So they were not able to make any hole. That was they made effort. They made effort to make hole, but it was so huge, so thick, so big wall from the iron and, and from the from the from the brass. They made effort, but they cannot make hole. So that's why Quran make for the first one for mustau and for the second one for must umastau. Because in the first one they can see they can't climb, so they, they are not able to climb anyway. But the second thing, the word they made effort to break it, to make hole, but they could not do. Now think really, if somebody does like that, how arrogant he will be, how proud he will be. But not Dhulqarnan, قَالَ هَذَا رَحْمَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّي Dhulqarnan not arrogant, he said, this is a mercy from my Lord. You know, it is not from me, it is mercy from my Lord. He has given me this power, not from me, nothing from me. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي جَعَلَهُ دَكَّاءَ When the promise of my Lord will come near the end of the world, then جَعَلَهُ دَكَّاءَ He will make this wall, Dakka level to the dust. Dakka means like dust, become level, level to the ground and become dust. Nothing will remain. Think really. This is how the universe are. That person, when he saw his garden, what he said? I don't think that my garden is ever going to be destroyed. But, but, but Karman, he made such a huge wall, such a big and so strong that Yaju Maju cannot conquer it. But still, he's humble. He said, one day it will be destroyed. One day it will be labeled. When my Lord's command will come, it will be labeled. And that, you know, promise of my Lord, that actually is true. From the world, we also can take one lesson. That it is allowed for the people to make all the measurements for the protection. People should do their best really for the protection for whatever. 
you know, you are allowed to make houses. And if you can think really, there are thieves around who can enter your house, you are allowed to make houses even stronger. You can make a fort. You can matter the, all the measurements that people can uh, uh, think to protect themselves or their family, that they allowed. But what they should uh, believe is, they should not think that their effort can save them from the punishment of Allah. If Allah's punishment comes, then no fort, no war, nothing can help you. That must keep in mind. So Allah, Allah, Allah allowed people to make worldly measurements. Like, like Dulqarnay did. They complained about Yaju Majud. He made big wool from the iron, you know, properly. But he knew that this iron blocks only can stop the people from Yaju Majud. As long as Allah wants, but Allah wants to punish people by Yaju Majud, he will destroy the world. He will destroy it. وَكَانَ وَعْدُ بَقْرَبِّ حَقَّانَ تُقَامِنَ مَا الْوَرْدِ تُو وَتَرَكْنَا بَعَدَهُمْ يَمُوجُ فِي مَعَدِلْ Okay, anyway, I will start this inshallah after the break. So, if you have any question, please ask. Sheikh, Dur Qarnayn, he never checked to see how he didn't seek Juja Majuj's side of events. Does this mean that as Muslims we can make decisions regardless of the other side, you know, the story of the other side. Can we just, yeah. Can we hear one side and not hear the other side to make a decision? Zulkarnain never heard the story of Yajuj and Majuj. He just listened to the story of those village people and did what he did. So he's asking, is it okay to do something just based on one side of the story? No, no, he must be knowing that Yajuj and Majuj, who are the people who are and the stories must be coming. Also, when he came, he had from many, many people what they do, and he must have seen the sign of the destruction. To make sure, he only when he only actually moved when he becomes sure that some there is a problem. You know, Quran does not mention every detail. Certainly, this people people are not lying to him. They know he's big king. They're not lying to him, and they Quran can see the traces of the destruction, how they destroyed the you know that that part of the world, and how they used to come, and they must have seen some of the people of Ayyubajuj coming there. You know, he must have known something. He has a huge army. He can make the people to know. It's not that, you know, one side story only. You know, it is proper knowledge. Um, you said that he went north uh, in the, um, uh, about the ayah. Um, so how do we know it is north between the two barrier, barriers? Why do we know it is, it is going north? He's asking when he said that he goes to the north. The question is how how do you make how do you uh, know from the Quran that it's towards the north? How we know the Like how can we know that it's north? Directly, most people say it. You're right. We don't actually have any proper knowledge. But that more likely could be because you know what else can be. The only place we know actually our ambiguity and mysteries are lying in the north. We don't know anything in south. Where in south anything? So he has gone to, to the east, he went to the west. Now the third campaign, to where could be? To minus Saddain, all those things, something that make it, it could be. And also people always have been, you know, going there. When people mention Gog and Magog, always they mention that land. You know, if you look at ancient maps made by the Idrisi, even he put Yajun Majun in that part. When you look his map, very, you know, one of the earliest maps of the world, so he put Yajun Majun in that part. Every people always have been thinking that is the land of Yajun Majun. And what do you think about uh, the opinion that it could be, um, th it would be the mountain between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, and these mountains are very high, and there is indeed uh, a path between the two mountains. I mean, you, we, you can see on Google Map, if you uh, go from the Caspian Sea to the Black Sea, you will see the mountain very easily uh, 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 on Google Map, and so, that would be basically the the place where Gog and Magog went. What do you think about this uh, this opinion? What thing? What what can you say again? Asking what uh, you know, Black Sea. Which to say? So I, I forgot the name of the mountain, but you have the black the Black Sea. You mm. have the Caspian Sea. Yeah. And between the two, there is a, a very high mountain, and there is a, there is a path in the in the middle. Yeah, could be mountains, eh? but where are you my So. That's looking for Yaji Majuj, not only for mountains, any two mountains, Yaji Majuj, where they are, who are the people. So many people think Yaji Majuj, some people think in Mongols, they are Yaji Majuj. Because they are people where they used to you know, destroy the world and attack and conquer. Some people think Mongolia could be the land of Yaji Majuj. People don't know, but people are guessing. 
but you know, to, we have to find who are the people who are Yajwajuri. So th- yeah, that's my last question. Do you think it's possible that uh, in history, in time, there are several uh, Yajuj and Majuj? They just sh- share similar characteristics, but they are different people. So these people, uh, the Rukarnain, had to build a wall for, probably they have died now, they don't exist anymore, they are all dead. And the Mongols, they were also a kind of Yajuj and Majuj. And those who come at the time of Isa, they are different people, but they, are, they share the characteristics of spreading facade and destruction. Or, or do you believe it, it has to be really one people and this is their descendant, their offsprings will come exactly the same people and they are still there? Now what's your question? I, I got to understand what the question is. Yeah. He's asking if, you know, when the the people who were destroyed at the time of Zulkarnain, mm-hmm. now that towards the end time, will, be, will it be different people who will come again as Yajuj and Majuj? Or they, they share the same correct characteristics of the people who, who, who were there at the time of Zulkarnain? No, they are human beings. They, they have family. They, you know, they die as well. They are born and by. Not the same people remain at now. Uh, but but it would be it would be different people, different tribes. But so the, the Yajuj and Maju that would come at the time of Aisa. So probably now the world is already destroyed. There is nobody there. It's finished. But in many centuries, or Allah knows when, maybe sooner. Uh, a new people will emerge and become very, very powerful until nobody can stop them. But they are totally different. That is just that they have the same characteristics of spreading facade. Is it, is it possible? Uh, otherwise, we should be able to find them uh, on Google. You, uh, again, <laughs> Google map, go deep and you find them. They are here, they wait. And you, we can't find them. So is it possible? It makes more sense to me. not a particular group of people, but it is a generate mail for people with certain characteristics that would spread facade in the world. So he's saying that uh, at the time of Dulkarna the people who are Yajuj and Mahjuj, it could be uh, different to uh, actually say there's a place called Gaurav Magam in Cambridge. <laughs> 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 you know, I try to say so people realize that it must be meta- just only metaphoric. So like for example, you know, Jahannam, you know, Jahannam, you know, hell, it is real. But there is a place in, in, in Palestine, it must be very dirty or something like that. So some people call it Jahannam, like hell. So now some people actually in, in, among Jews think Jahannam in Bible refers to this place. That's what the thing that means. It was name given as metaphorically. Like for example, you know, in India, in many people think like Ayodhya, where people think Hindu people, they are in the Rama, the born. People actually Ayodhya was not there. Ayodhya was somewhere in the west, you know, in like Peshawar, that area. But when the Aryan people, they moved, so they brought the name as well. So then new places, they named them with the same. Like for example, English people, when they went to America, they took the names as well. London, all these cities name. So names keep coming. So similarly, Yaju, Maju are people, but, but there's so many rebellious. So whenever people use for any rebellious community, they say Yaju, Maju, like a metaphoric, but they're real people. So sometimes people use the word as a specific you know, name of a specific people, sometimes as a, as a metaphor. But metaphor does not mean the real, real people don't exist. And actually from the Quran, it makes very clear, they are actually specific people, and the Hadith of the Prophet is that you know, in the people who go in the hellfire, 99 will be from Yajim Majuj and one from from rest of the people. They are so huge number, so big number. Yajim Majuj are certain people, you know, sir. So if you can call other people as, as Yajim Majuj, you know, like for example, you know, like in India, every Muslim was Turk. Because Turk were early Muslims who came to India. So now if anybody comes Muslim, they call Turk, you know, Tur- Turkish. So they are not Turkish, they are Turk. Turk actually in India means Muslim. So like Shibri Nomani, when his grandfather became Muslim, so the women said, well, you became Turk. So they used to say, Turk does not mean Tur- Muslim. Turk means from Turkey. But it is used actually for a Muslim. So Yaju, Maju can like Dajjal. You know, Imam Mahdi Rahmanullah Ta'ala, uh, time there was uh, Muhammad Ishaq, the one who wrote the Maghazi and Sira, and he had some problem with Malik. So Malik once said about Muhammad Ishaq, Dajjalu minat Dajjajala. Muhammad Ishaq is Dajjal from Dajjals. So he's not real Dajjal, meaning he's from the liars, from the people who lie. So sometimes you use a word like you can say somebody is Abu Jahl. So Abu Jahl is a real person, 
but you can use that what Abu Jal for anybody else. To Yaju, imagine certainly they are real people coming, they will come and they will do the water from one place. They are not coming from different places, all the people have some same quality. No, it is certain people. Time will come, though in the history, people always have been making effort to, to define them. Like Ibn Kathir, the great historian, he thinks Yaju, Maju, actually Mongols. He certain when Mongols came, they destroyed the Muslim world. He certain the Yaju Maju in the Quran refers to Mongols. They are the people who destroy the world. In India, there used to be more of the Majriyabadi. He was so certain Yaju Maju are Americans. He actually writes, Americans are Yaju Maju. Somebody had done research now in India, published a book. I was reading you know, the summary of the book. He the theory is Europeans are Yaju Maju. Long theory from the Quran. He said, proof from the Quran. The Europeans are Yaju Maju. Big proof from the Quran. There are some sense, but there's no proof for that, you know, not enough proof. So you can see people always have been left. But I think, believe that they are people, they will come and then the people will know. You can, you know, apply the time. I don't understand why people want to fix. Why do you want to know Taweer? When Taweer will come, people will know. Taweer means external reference. So simple thing is, you know who, what Allah is talking. When they will come, people will know. Before they come, some, you know, something before, before happens. People cannot know what Taweer is. So when they will come, we will know who Yaju Maju is. So that, you know, this, this understanding of the story does not depend to know who Yaju Maju are. It does not depend on that. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykhuna. When you mentioned Isa uh, salam will come and you mentioned some of the ahadith about it, we know that he will follow the the law of uh, the Prophet Muhammad sallam. So how do we understand some of his actions uh, in the light of things like, you know, la ikraha fi deen, you can't force people to accept religion? No, a person does not mean you know, that you can not end choice because when you conquer the world, conquer, you have choice. Either people can become believer or people can protect or you can kill them. But if somebody wants to drop a choice, fine. Any, any Muslim Amir, you know, some, some choices happen to the people as a commander. So he's a commander of Muslim world. He will command, he can choose. He can choose what to accept. He can say, oh, no, one, two, two choices. And also he's a prophet anyway. He's not going to change the law. But Prophet's law does not mean that people always, always must use all the three choices. No, they can use two choices. You have to the people. It does not necessarily mean that people must have always three choices. Sometimes you can have only one, can give people only two choices. You can go like that. It's up to you. It's up to the commander. So he's certainly a commander and he also a revelation anyway. He's not going to change. He's using the same option. Sheikh, um... Just similar to what the brother was asking, he, he was just saying that could it be that Yajuj Majuj at the time and that's mentioned in this ayah were different people and then the ones that are going to come are different people. Not necessarily that those people are ever living until the end of time. How can it be? Because Quran all the time says Quran says in, in the Sutra Ambiya. They are mentioned again in Sutra Ambiya. Same Yajuj Majuj. Hatta Ida Fatihati Yajuj Majuj. When the wall is open, because that wall is actually stopping, when it is open, then they will come from every direction. A huge number they will come. The Quran refers to them in, in, in this, this surah and Surah Ambiya, it's same, same, same and also Hadith. So what I mean different people? They are in the name of one people. And we don't know actually, actually we don't even don't know any single Yajim anywhere at the moment. So how can we say there are, there are more than one nation? I think the simple thing is it our actually unnecessarily you know, keenness to identify the people. Simple thing is, when the people will come, then we will know. So, Taweer of something is not committed. It will come when, when it will happen. Okay, um, I just wanted to ask the question, obviously, about the, the location of that wall, the wall which was built by uh, Zulkarnain. Is it visible to human eye and has it been located throughout the history ever? Yeah, it is a wall, proper wall. It is, it is something why, why has it not been located if it was built um, properly? By the way, as I mentioned in the Islam history, in, in the time of Mahdi, he sent a big team. They went and they, they look at the wall and they describe how the wall is all properly. You can read the books of the history. Too. No, 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 I mean, we don't know which wall they want, but they were they described. They have described properly. Until today, it hasn't been discovered then. Is that the case? Well, what time people don't know, but in the past, eh, some people must have known. There are other people have been saying, we don't know really. But if it's such a great nation... And also the nation thing really is now, you know, also people don't understand really that how the 
climate of the world has been changing. It could be where the world used to be. I know there could be now there's so much ice in the north, so much ice and the whole of the under, under uh, we don't, I'm just, just making one assumption. It could be under ice. You don't know really where the, how can you go and in that north to find every single thing. How people made effort to go underneath every ice to find what there is. A huge number of um, nation which is behind that wall, mm. and if they're still existent, mm. so yeah. I'm just trying to understand yeah. whether I mean yeah. how how old is the story of Zulkarnain? Few thousand years old, maybe longer. Uh, so on, from that time until today, the mm. wall has not been located. I'm just trying to think: is it a no, not, not? We can't say not located. Now we don't know, but I said because there have been people in the past who mentioned that they have seen the wall. So it's not that it, our time. Maybe we don't know. Is it, is, 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 our time people don't know. It's possible. The thing really is that it is very difficult really that to, to think, to claim that we know everything in the world. You know, even people discover new islands. Actually, I've seen that how the, you know, if you look at the maps of the world, every 10 years they keep changing the map. When you see really, you can always they have new things. They say we can see even the, you know, uh, needle, you know, anywhere. But they discover new islands. Numbers of the islands in certain places keep changing. New things keep coming. They have not counted properly. Things actually we don't it's not that we know everything in the world. But that wall must be somewhere we don't know. One day it will be discovered, one day it will be broken. What is the meaning of um, believers being uh, merciful towards believers and tough on unbelievers? How what do we learn from it like? Meaning is that believers, when they live together, they are easy to each other, nice, you know, good manner, you know, they respect everybody, you know, soft language, you know, properly, you know, not, not tough to the black man, not good manner means, but when they fight and believers, then they're tough. Is it only uh, referring to fighting? Yeah, yeah, fighting, when they fight, Ashidda al-Kufar. Kufar means people for whom the fighting has been allowed, not all unbelievers, certain unbelievers. About, you know, against whom the war is. So then they're tough on them. Uh, Sheikh, you mentioned, uh, I have a few questions if that's okay. The uh, first one is, you mentioned that um, they thought the, uh, the Prophet and the companions thought that uh, Ibn Sayyad was, was Dajjal. So that implies that um, Dajjal will have a natural birth. So he'll be a a sort of a human. So how do we, in that case, how do we understand the fact that he's going to be on the earth for, stay on the earth for 40 days, you said? Yeah. So if he's going to have a natural birth after four, uh, if he's on the earth for 40 days, he wouldn't, he'd be you know, for the time when baby. He'll be, for the time when he'll become an antichrist. Become the jal. Become either the jal. Okay. When he's born, he's not a, born as the But later on, he will become all those, will he claim that he's God. Okay, so. When he appears as the jal. Means when he appears as the to make claim that I'm 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 the Lord of the universe, they make claim. Okay. So Hadith said that you know he's an, he's liar because you know he's had only one eye and Allah has both eyes. So you know Allah is not like that. So it, it makes it clear. So <coughs> that what he, uh, since then he will re remain for forty days. Okay. Um, the second one. So in Ayah eighty six it says. Um, oh, I lost it. Just once again. Um, so the Quran says, "Qulna uh, yazul Qarnain." So it's like it, it seems like. The Quran, uh, Zulkarnain is being addressed. So we said, "Oh, Zulkarnain." So you said that he's not a prophet, but did he have any? Uh, did he have any communication with Allah? Did he receive? No, it is actually answer his position. Meaning, it, the uh, the power that has been given to express that what Allah we said. Okay. Uh, for example, when Umar Khattas army went to conquer Syria, to if Allah has to mention that in the future, can say we said to Umar, do this. So Allah did not say to Umar, but meaning the law that Allah has given to Umar, that what it means. To that position, sometimes to express the position, you say we said. Okay, so the whole thing, and when he he said we yeah. said, that's just for the to position. Saying Arabic language sometimes comes to meaning of saying, sometimes dealing, treating, and sometimes just a position. After the Qala Abu Hanifa, does not mean Abu Hanifa said. Sometimes Qala Abu Hanifa means Abu Hanifa's position. That's what his position was. He never said, but people say Qala Abu Hanifa means this is the position he used to hold. We don't find by word. So, in the Quran, when the Quran keeps coming so and so said, so and so said, maybe people did not say, but that was their position. And, and um, finally, then, so if he wasn't a prophet, then the fact that he went to, when he conquered a land, you know, the Quran gave him the mandate to, to 
judge the people and punish them. Mm-hmm. So does that mean any ruler or any conqueror that conquers a land Islamically, he has the right to judge the people based on, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. based on how he feels? Yeah, totally. that's thing. Either uh, when people do jihad, they have this power. Not only jihad, in, in none of Muslim as well. When non-Muslim power, they conquer a country, what do they do? They have certain criteria what to do. You know, some people who follow them, those who don't obey them, people who obey certain rules for them, those who don't obey certain rules for them. So in jihad, there are certain proper, you know, proper faqh in jihad, yeah. what to do. Because nowadays you have, you know, obviously the groups, they conquer a land and they're you know, killing non-Muslims based on that. Yeah, so yeah. In our time, no, no faqh, nobody's following any faqh. Now, when what happened in Syria and Iraq, it is just killing, nothing else. It is not a fact. Um, just a few questions. This hadith where um, um, uh, the Mahdi will be in, in Syria, uh, sorry, Rome, and they hear that the, the gel has come to Syria and they all go and they find that he, he isn't actually there. You know, we know this hadith, they'll know this hadith, but why will that situation still happen? But it does not necessarily mean that uh, the people who are fighting, they think it belongs to, the, to them. They don't understand, they don't know these things. They don't know, you know, the people who are fighting, they don't know this. They are the army, about whom the Prophet said, they not necessarily know. They'll be led. They think that they could be the, something else. They, how can they know? They'll be led by the Mahdi. Yeah. They'll be led by him. But but Mahdi does not mean that you know it is something that he knows. Mahdi is just tight. Mahdi is guided, like all the Khalifah there are al Khalifah Rashidul Mahdiyun, all Khalifah Mahdi, Abu Bakr Siddiq Mahdi, Umar Mahdi, Uthman Mahdi, Ali Mahdi. So similarly, this man he is also Mahdi guided Khalifah. He is guided Khalifah. Mahdi is not a position. He will be, be the only one leading all the armies. You know, so you're saying he won't know that what he's doing is he, no. He he just you know follows what a right thing. Because you know he's fighting, and then he's, people tell the Zajjal has come, so he's want to fight the Zajjal. You know, he come to mind. It did not come to his mind that you know the Zajjal, it is Shaitan who lying. Because you know it is a, he, he did not see Shaitan. Later on he found out, but not that time. Right. Okay. But not as that he, he knows all this hadith detail. Also, if he knows, then not as that that time he can apply to himself. Okay. Sometimes people know certain hadith, but they tell. Like for example, we all know about the Zajjal, but still Muslims will be in trap of the Zajjal. They will be in fitna of the Zajjal. After knowing, because they can't apply. And, and Sheikh, you mentioned before that I think your opinion is that the Mahdi actually refers to Isa alayhi salam and that this one who's leading is someone else. Yeah, I don't want to all the time say, you know, the right research, otherwise people, you know, it will become new control. People don't, that's true really. But then I'm trying to say Mahdi is basically not a position. And in Islam, so many times people claim that claim Mahdi always liars. There's no Mahdi. There are Mahdi in Sudan. There Mahdi in Jaunapur, Faramanka, Mahdi Jaunapuri, he has huge followers now in Pakistan. People follow. Mahdi keeps coming everywhere. There's no Mahdi in, in Islam really. If you look at Hadith properly, it is only Isa Islam. There could be Muslim army. In, in Muatta, there's no Mahdi. In Sahih Bukhari, there's no single Hadith about Mahdi. In the Muslim, there's one Hadith, but that seems more likely Isa is the Mahdi, Isa Islam. So my own position, not me, but many, many people in Islam, they believe that Mahdi is a Isa Islam. No, but there's no two persons. Isa and Mahdi both are the same. It's not two, two different people. Hadith are the Mahdi, all of them they are weak. None of them are authentic. None of them. All of them are weak. Okay, Sheikh, and I think, I don't know if this is a weak narration or, or something, but I was told, I don't know, towards the end of time, uh, um, there won't be, you know, uh, uh, people will be using guns, they'll, they'll revert back to using swords and spears. And so why would Isa alayhi salam, why would he kill the the jal with a with a spear when we when we got, we've got you know nuclear weapons now and but we don't know, <laughs> do you know that he's coming now? When he's will come, then we don't know what will happen. You know the world is changing so much we don't know what will happen. If something will happen and uh, maybe electricity disappears from the from the face of the earth, then the weapons will be different. They will be again to uh, stone age. We don't know. It doesn't take much time to uh, for Allah to, to make people to come back to the stone age. It doesn't take much time. He just takes something, you know, and something happens and suddenly we don't know really that what will be the weapon. At the moment you see like that, but will it remain like that? We don't know. Okay. And just one final question. With the first two um, campaigns, you know, we, we have the direction, you know, uh, mentioned, you know, uh, 
you know, um, like Matlia Shams, you know, and uh, so the east and the west. But in the third campaign, there's there's no direction mentioned. Is that Saddam between two two between two mountains? The Quran said, "Which two mountains? We don't know." Okay. But since we know he's not east and west, the only place we left now is the north. North or south. So where can be in, in the south? Sri Lanka, maybe. <laughs> the only place. Russia, I found the place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 south of Cambridge. South of Cambridge, extending several miles of hills. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know really. We don't know really. This thing, in Islam, actually, always people have been thinking north all the time. Everybody says the same thing that I follow. We are, we, I don't know really where they are exactly, but that's what everybody was saying okay. in the north, Shemal. Come back. Yeah. You know, again, a simple thing really is don't be distracted by these things. Ask this question, but lightly. Miran Wahira. The real thing is lessons. Take the lessons proper. That actually what is it? That you have to understand why Quran mentioned the story of Abdul Qarnain. To mention for one purpose, to show you that there are people who are not corrupted by power and money. They get all the power and money, but still they are pious. They still listen to the Lord and they are not arrogant. Is that the meaning of the story? Okay, the question is, some of those into Sufism will say evidence for anyone to have one sheikh and listen to him is how Musa alayhi salam was with Khidr. Can you expand on this idea? But you answered this question. Maybe he was not online at that time. Uh, I don't really think that people need to have a sheikh or something like that. People need to have a teacher from whom they can learn. Certainly, but not one teacher. People have many, many, actually, people should have many, many teachers. If you learn from only one teacher, you do same mistakes as your teacher. But if you learn from many, many teachers, then you can know where this teacher actually right or wrong. So you can compare, you can be more right. So that way, ulama always say, learn from many, many people. Don't learn from one person. If you learn from one person, you copy his mistakes. So people should have like that. You know, all the Sufi people have made things really easy. You know, they make it really like a cult. And people have to follow this. Actually, I don't like really. This is making other people from the Quran and Sunnah. Islam was so simple, so easy, and they made you know, all these you know new things. Okay, some of those. Uh, do the people of Gog and Magog have some extraordinary abilities that regular humans don't have? Maybe they're strong people. Like nothing else. They are human beings like us. They have two eyes, two ears, two hands, two legs. Nothing. You know, just but they are big number, huge number. They are big, much, much huge number. That's what you can say. Uh, there are there are marfu ahadith concerning that which supports one another, and indicate that it is prescribed to read Surah Al-Kahf on Friday. That was proven to be narrated from Abu Sa'id Al-Khudri, and the Isnad stopped with him. In an issue like this, how can we deem it? Deemed to be his, deemed to be his personal opinion. Rather, he must have learned it from the Prophet Marufu hadith about uh, reciting Surah Al-Kahf on Fridays. So, uh, you know, the so, hadith which is Sahih, which Sahih hadith is Sahih Muslim, to read ten verses from from Surah Al-Kahf, ten. But there are two versions, and both actually have problem. One is in the beginning, from the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf, and one hadith said from the end of Surah Al-Kahf, 10 verses. But it does not sound Friday, you know, it could be only once. And then hadith said, if anybody reads Surah Al-Kahf and the jar comes, he'll be sick. So then it's a different thing. Hadith of reading Surah Al-Kahf on Friday, there's nothing, no authentic hadith, all the, you know, nothing, nothing authentic to be, so different matter. And then hadith of reading on Friday, it does not mention the jar. So another thing about that, that hadith is, it mentioned on Friday, but it does not have any word Dajjal mentioned. So, you know, there is a problem in this matter. You know, it is not, not very clear, really. That, uh, so, simple thing is, try to understand the meaning of Sutra Kaf. And if you understand properly, follow properly, it will help you to be protected from any fitna, inshallah. Okay. Is there any proof that uh, Imam Mahdi is alive? I mean, alive? Now? Yes. How can we have proof? Even actually, I myself think there is no Mahdi. So, how can we be alive now? You know, people say Mahdi like a post, like Shia people believe. Nothing like that really. Mahdi means guider. 
Yuma, if it is there, first at least thing, I never found any strong hadith about Mahdi. No strong hadith. I mentioned there's no hadith about Mahdi in Muatta, no hadith about Mahdi in Bukhari. And in Muslim, there is one hadith about Mahdi, but that is more likely title of Isa Islam. Then a hadith about Mahdi are in uh, Abu Dawud and Tirmidhi, but weak is not. Nothing is more, nothing authentic. Okay, inshallah. Uh, hadith of Dajjal, they are strong in every book. They are very, very strong. So Dajjal are coming, there is no doubt about that. Dajjal will come. The hadith, many, many hadith. Not only one, many, many hadith about Dajjal. Many hadith about Gagar, Megag, Yaji, Majud. That many, many sound hadith. You know, in all the books. Bukhari, Muslim, everywhere. So coming of Dajjal, coming of Gagar, Megag, they are authentic. And also Isa Islam, he's coming back, that's authentic in Bukhari, everywhere. But Mahdi, there's no strong hadith, no sound hadith. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.